This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 megasymbols per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu with the news, the headlines. The head of Romanian diplomacy, Bogdan Aurescu, is participating in Brussels in the meeting of the EU foreign ministers. US President Joe Biden has paid a surprise visit to Kiev. Romanian authorities launched a national information campaign on earthquake awareness and reaction. And Timisoara, a European capital of culture in 2023, looks forward with confidence to the impressive show that will unfold until 2024, said the mayor Dominic Fritz at the end of the program's inaugural events. Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu is participating today in Brussels in the Foreign Affairs Council. The talks are focused on Russia's aggression against Ukraine, the situation in Afghanistan and climate and energy diplomacy. The European officials will also address developments in Iran, with an emphasis on the human rights situation and Iran's cooperation with Russia in the military field. The Romanian Minister of Foreign Affairs, Bogdan Aurescu, will reiterate solidarity with Ukraine and stress the need to maintain EU support for Ukraine as long as it is needed. On the sidelines of the Council, the European Foreign Ministers will have an informal exchange of views with the Foreign Minister of the Republic of Moldova, Nicu Popescu, an item introduced on the agenda at the proposal of Minister Bogdan Aurescu. This morning, U.S. President Joe Biden paid a surprise visit to Kyiv, where he met with his Ukrainian counterpart Volodymyr Zelensky. The American official announced additional aid in the amount of $500 million and said that new sanctions against Russia were coming this week. For his part, Zelensky stated that he discussed long-range weaponry with Biden. The visit was not announced for security reasons. The American official is expected in Warsaw, where he will be received by his Polish counterpart Andrzej Duda. On Tuesday, Joe Biden will give a speech in Poland, a key U.S. ally, on the same day that his Russian counterpart Vladimir Putin will speak in Moscow, three days before the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. On Wednesday, the head of the White House will meet with the leaders of Bucharest 9, including the Romanian president, Klaus Johannes. B9 is a group of NATO members from Eastern Europe, consisting of Romania, Bulgaria, the Czech Republic, Estonia, Hungary, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland and Slovakia. The geopolitical challenges triggered by Russia's aggression in Ukraine, energy security and the fight against the Kremlin's propaganda and disinformation are topics on the agenda of the 10th Euronest Parliamentary Assembly. 
The meeting takes place in the capital of the Republic of Moldova between February 19th and 21st. Moldovan State Secretary Konstantin Boroshan from the Euronest Committee for Energy Security has stressed that the interconnection of the Republic of Moldova to the Romanian gas supply system through the Yash Kishinev gas pipeline and the European NSOE electricity grid helped the state to overcome the worst energy crisis. The Euronest Parliamentary Assembly was established in 2011 by the European Union and the Eastern Partnership States, the Republic of Moldova, Ukraine, Georgia, Armenia and Azerbaijan. Hundreds of aftershocks of the earthquakes in Gorj in southwestern Romania, the most significant having a magnitude of 4.3 on the Richter scale, have been recorded in recent days. The 5.7 magnitude earthquake last week created acute panic and damaged many buildings but caused no casualties. Specialists of the National Institute for Earth Physics say that the aftershocks will continue for about a month. The authorities are launching today at national level an information campaign on how to react in case of an earthquake. And this week the government will approve a decision by which the Be Prepared website can be promoted by every institution and become more accessible to citizens. More on this after the news. Timisoara in western Romania, which has officially become a European capital of culture in 2023, looks forward with confidence to the impressive show that will unfold until February 2024, said the mayor Dominic Fritz at the end of the program's inaugural events. Under the slogan Light Up Your City, 1,000 events are scheduled for a year, with an international message about the cultural values of the city transmitted by the hundreds of diplomats and journalists who were in Timisoara this weekend as well as by those up to a million visitors who are expected here this year, as the mayor of Timisoara stressed. For three days this past weekend, the city hosted concerts, exhibitions, debates, tourist tours and a gala show attended by hundreds of guests, including dozens of ambassadors and officials from the country and abroad. And that was the news from Bucharest Radio Romania International. The Romanian authorities are adopting new anti-seismic protection measures. I'm Ramira Simeon with details in this commentary by Bogdan Matei. Almost half a century ago, on March 4, 1977, a magnitude 7.2 earthquake, the worst to hit Romania in the modern era, resulted in the death of 1,570 people, most of them in Bucharest and caused material damage, then estimated at over $2 billion. About 230,000 homes were destroyed or seriously damaged, and hundreds of economic units went out of business. The earthquake generated an economic and social crisis that, according to historians, the communist dictatorship of the time could not overcome until its collapse in 1989. Experts warn that in the event of an earthquake similar to that of 1977, hundreds of buildings could collapse at present only in Bucharest. Annually, over 100 earthquakes with a magnitude of over 3 on the Richter scale are registered in Romania. Most of them occur in the Vrancea seismic zone in the southeast. 
But this month, Oltenia in the southwest was also shaken, where two earthquakes over five caused panic and damaged blocks of flats and administrative buildings. Scared by the recent earthquakes in Turkey and Syria, which resulted in tens of thousands of dead, the authorities in Bucharest decided to launch a national information campaign on how to react in case of an earthquake. The government has already approved a decision by which the Be Prepared website should be promoted by every institution and become accessible as soon as possible to citizens, preparing the population to know how to react during and after a possible earthquake is essential. Equally important is the way in which the directly responsible institutions must act, says the Secretary of State for Emergency Situations, Raed Arafat. He announced that 30 television stations will broadcast for a longer period a number of videos to inform the population on how to react. The Prime Minister Nikolai Tuka asked the authorities to pay more attention to the school infrastructure so that pupils and students should be protected. We have 70 schools that are being refurbished through a program financed by the World Bank, but we also have 118 schools that have been assessed with seismic risk. Class 1 warns the Prime Minister. He asked the Minister of Development, Cheke Otila, to make a concrete plan for consolidating old buildings with a high seismic risk. Previously, he had announced that contracts had been signed for the consolidation of 240 buildings in areas exposed to seismic risk, with the help of funding from the National Recovery and Resilience Plan. Moreover, there are several programs through which the state finances the consolidation of buildings with seismic risk, and 555 million euros will be allocated through the National Recovery and Resilience Plan alone. Around 300 requests have already been registered on the ministry's platform. Timisoara, now officially a European capital of culture for the year, looks forward with confidence to the impressive program ahead. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more details in this commentary written by Corina Crista. A European capital of culture in 2023, alongside the towns of Veszprém in Hungary and Elefsina in Greece, the western Romanian city of Timisoara launched the first events in the program this weekend. For three days, as many as 130 cultural events brought together 500 artists from Romania and abroad. Some 15,000 visitors and over 100 senior officials representing over 40 countries on three continents attended the events. Timisoara turned into a huge art gallery, with many collective and personal exhibitions scattered around the city. Music concerts, theatre performances, film screenings and giant puppet parades community roundtables, a digital culture festival, the opening of a five-level nursery with 1,300 plants in Victory Square for biodiversity education, as well as a book launch occasioned by the great sculptor Constantin Brancusi's birthday, were also among the highlights. The artist Dan Perzhovsky presented his mobile exhibition, a tram decorated with drawings and messages related to the contemporary social, political and cultural life. 
It is an exhibition that doesn't wait for people to come see it, but instead it goes out to find people, the artist said, explaining that the goal was to bring his works to people who do not usually go to museums. One of the most interesting events was the opening of an exhibition on the Romanian artist Victor Brauner, the first such retrospective in his home country. The remarkable three-day display of culture came to an end around midnight on Sunday, but the show will go on as the program Timisoara, European Capital of Culture, is only beginning, the organizers said. At the end of the opening weekend, the mayor, Dominic Fritz, said Timisoara conveyed its message with courage this weekend. The values that have built this city, innovation, multiculturalism, diversity, were seen and heard across Europe, he pointed out. Timisoara, officially a European capital of culture for 2023, looks forward with confidence to the impressive show to follow until next February. Over 1,000 events are planned, conveying an international message that speaks about the city's cultural values, disseminated by the hundreds of diplomats and journalists that were here this weekend and by the around 1 million visitors expected to come here during the year. Dimishwara still has a lot to show and everybody is welcome, Dominic Fritz added. Attending the opening weekend, the European Commissioner Adina Volan awarded Timisoara the Melina Mercuri Prize, worth 1.5 million euros, regularly granted to the European capitals of culture that fulfill their program commitments. And this wraps up today's newscast on Radio Romania International. Don't forget to also follow us online at rri.ro and on Facebook. Focus on Romania. Next in today's broadcast, it's Hit of the Day. Listen to the band Voltage with their latest single, Failing to Fail. Așa, într-o zi eșecul va da greș Mă uit în oglindă și spun Hai că pot în oceanul care mă căznesă not Și văd cum ani trec ca florile de cireș Zic așa Într-o zi eșecul va da greș Și la fel în dragoste Îmi caut cuvintele Care ar face și pe ea yeah, yeah, yeah. Să-și întoarcă privirea Să mă vadă cum aș vrea Să-și deschidă inima Oare n-ai un strop de iubire Să-l prăbușești peste mine Oare mă aude acolo cineva Și mi atât de Oh, 
a plecat spre nicăieri Se lasă urmă nouă dor de tot ce am să fim când crește mare The History Show Welcome to The History Show. I'm Eugen Nasta. The frontiers are physical or mental limits people have set for themselves by their own free will or which nature raised to withstand people's expansion bouts. Technically, archaeologists labeled the oldest frontier in the Romanian space using the phrase limus desicus in Latin. It runs in Romanian's western half, along a distance of 1,000 kilometers. It is the frontier that Rome, conquering Dacia, traced, also physically, and which stood the test of time even to this day. Ovidiu Centa is a historian and an archaeologist with Romania's National History Museum, and with him we made our attempt to retrace the direction of that limit of the ancient world. Sub denumirea de limes dacicus ar fi frontierele provinciei romane Dacia, cea care din timpul lui Traian a făcut parte din Imperiul Roman. The phrase limes dacicus encapsulates the range of the frontiers across the Roman province Dacia, the province which, during Emperor Trajan's reign, was embedded into the Roman Empire for 160 years. The limits are physical, but also administrative, for a province that was part of the Roman Empire. Physically, the limits are made of what has survived on the ground, traces of the frontiers, more or less visible. It is an extremely diverse and complex frontier, the most complex frontier that has been documented for the Roman Empire, which exists on the territory of a state, being also the longest one. On the other hand, it is an administrative limit, since the Romans, it's simply pointless for us to cling to the world limes, they did not believe their empire had any ending or any limitation on the ground. It is a materialization, if you will, a tactical and a military one in certain areas, being more of a mental frontier, material evidence of the then-concluded agreements. All agreements they had with their neighbors had to be materialized on the ground through a frontier, through what today is 
let's just say, a ploughed strip of land. With the map of Romania in hand, and heading from the west to the east clockwise, we tried to mark the most important point of the Limes, Ovidiu Centa once again. Sunt două linii de apărare care au funcționat în perioade diferite. După aceea, înglobarea munților a pus în There are two defense lines that were operational in different time frames. We have the inclusion of the Apusen Mountains and of the Goldfield areas. On the ground, we're quite familiar with the legionnaire Castro of Apolum, Alba Iulia, and Potaisa, Turda. Yet their emergence was tardier. The frontier was materialized somewhere further to the west. The data we have about that are not quite clear. Then it crosses the counties of Cluj and Salaj, to the area of the Messesh Gate, where it is better known, and here we are on the inner area of the Carpathian Arc towards the north. We're now eastward bound. We cross the mountains to the Rukabrand Corridor, and we're hitting the course of the Danube, along a route which has been more or less materialized on the ground, on the territory of today's Argish and Teloman counties. Here we have the Transalutan line, the Cross-Alutan line, the so-called Limes Transalutanus, which ran concurrently, or in different time frames, with the line of the Old River. But how was a ground frontier materialized, which was so long, Ovidiu Centa once again? În antichitate ele erau mai degrabă trasee, trasee pe care circula armata, are în funcție de adversar sau de condiții. In antiquity, the frontiers were rather routes the army was marching along, according to the enemy or the climate conditions, or even in keeping with the political circumstances, if you will, they were materialized on the ground or not. For instance, in Banat we have two roads with no fortifications proper. Yet we have two lines of fortifications, which points to a certain moment. During Trajan's or Hadrian's reigns, during Antoninus Pius's reign. Then there is the late second century, the crisis of the third, so the frontier changes, being well or less well known. The most spectacular part of that segment can be found in northwestern Transylvania, in the Cluj-Salaj-Bistrica area, where very many towers are materialized, networks of towers defending certain areas where the troops were stationed in fortifications. Signaling rules were very well known, the earth walls, the fortifying moats. The system was very complex and also very well documented. The observation of the Limes Dasicus reveals the dynamics of a certain organization pattern, also telling us the existing limit was not set once and for all. Ovidiu Centa. Pe măsură ce mergem către nord-est și est, ele sunt documentate nu atât de bine, dar închid. As we're heading towards the northeast and east, the traces are not that well documented, but they close the Carpathian Arc on the inside, then via the southern Carpathian gorges, the connection was provided with the Elutanian and the Cross-Elutanian line, respectively, so the frontier could be close to the east. Of course, there were enough troops, at least in the first half of the second century, and until the crisis caused by the Marcomannic Wars, when troops decreased in numbers and large-scale operations were unfolding. So we get to know the major wars of that time. After that, historical sources do not materialize them anymore, but we do know that in time the number of troops decreased, which happened all throughout the empire, 
so we can only discuss that episodically. Lemus Desicus was the first civilization frontier of the Romanian space. Now it has become part of the universal heritage. And that was the history show. Next on Radio Romania International, Think Greener. Welcome to Think Greener, with me, Lecremiara Simeon. Today, I'll be talking about ecological education programs in the Hatseg Country Dinosaurs Geopark. Located in the central western part of Romania, the Hatseg Country Dinosaurs Geopark covers a territory with a special charm at the intersection of ancient cultural and commercial routes that connected Transylvania, Banat, and Oltenia. The geopark includes the so-called Hatseg country, and in November 2015 it was put on the list of UNESCO heritage sites. The geopark includes elements of special geological interest alongside elements of ecological, archaeological, historical, and cultural interest. The dinosaurs discovered in Hatseg country are unique in the world, their scientific importance and attractiveness being increased by the discoveries of nests with dinosaur eggs and babies, of some mammals contemporary to the dinosaurs, and of giant flying reptile Hatsegopteryx from the Pterosaur group. The Hatseg Country Dinosaurs Geopark is a genuine open-air laboratory where ecological education programs and projects are carried out within an informal network, Edu Geopark, created by the Geopark Administration in partnership with the Hunedoara County School Inspectorate, local administrations, and the University of Bucharest. Professor Alexandru Andrasanu, the director of the Hatseg Country Dinosaur Geopark, is here with details. În cadrul acestui program, Edu Geopark, avem diverse tipuri de activități permanente. Spre exemplu, cluburile geoexploratorii... Within this program, Edu Geopark, we have various types of permanent activities. For example, the Geo Explorers Club, which are in every school and which have periodic meetings. Various types of activities related to what I call local values, in which, of course, nature and all the components of nature, including the ecological system, play an important part. Human communities and their development over time being also a part. These clubs involve children of a younger age, secondary school and sometimes primary school children, so that they can discover the local values, the cultural heritage, the natural heritage, the story of the planet Earth and of the dinosaurs. This Edu Geopark network also includes a project that started two years ago during the pandemic called the School of Sciences, where researchers from various fields, of course, many related to what local nature means, the various components and the links between these components and people, present their research results and help children understand but at the same time involve children in various activities, said Professor Alexandru Andrashan. Young people are also involved in other projects, some of international scope. We have the researchers' night or the activities within an international reconnect project in which, using local resources, we apply local research data which means the concept of sustainable development in which, of course, the part of ecological education plays an important role. 
Another program in which we involve young people is the volunteering program. The volunteers and ambassadors of the Geopark, over 400 young people from Hatsik country, participated in the activities of this program. Alexandr Andrasanu said in the end of Think Greener. Next in this program, sports. Welcome, I'm Ana Maria Popescu. The Romanian women's handball team SCM Rămnicu Vâlcea qualified into the quarterfinals of the EHF European League. The Romanian side finished second in Group D after the German team Thuringer, but ahead of the French side Paris 92 and Hungary's Vark. In the last match in the group stage on Saturday, Vulcha defeated Vark away from home 28-26. to The best scorer for the Romanians was Irina Glipko of Ukraine with six goals. In the quarterfinals, SCM Romniku Vulcha will face the Danish team Nikobing Falster on March the 18th at home and one week later in Denmark. In rugby, Romania Sunday lost their match away from home with Portugal in Group B of Rugby Europe Championship. The Portuguese team won 38-20 with five essays compared to only two for the Romanians. Portugal finished top of the group with 15 points, followed by Romania with 10 points, Poland with four points and Belgium with one point. In the semis, Romania will take on Georgia away from home on March the 4th and Portugal will face Spain at home. In the WTA 500 tournament in Dubai, which has $2.8 million in prize money, Irina Begu was defeated in the first round by Barbora Krejcikova. The Czech player won in two sets, 6-4-6-2. For her participation in the first round, Begu will get a check for $12,848 and one WTA point. This weekend saw matches counting for the 26th round of the Romanian Football Super League. The two matches played on Friday ended in draws, with Kindia Târgoviște versus Universitatea Cluj 2-all and CS Mioveni versus Rapid Bucharest 0-all. So did the match pitting Hermannstadt against UTA Arad on Saturday. Also on Saturday, Farol Constanța beat Petrolul Ploiești 2-0. On Sunday, CFR Cluj outplayed FC Argeș 3-1, and FCSB drew against Universitatea Craiova 1-0. The last matches, FC Botoshan vs. Sepsis Vandu Gheorghe and FCU Craiova vs. FC Voluntar were scheduled for Monday. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Hi there, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with a new show in the Music Time series. Unlike in previous installments, my guest this week is not a musician or a band, but rather a music fan who has decided to take his love for music and put it to use. Ciprian Moga is the co-founder and coordinator of Jazz Fan Rising, an association of jazz lovers who joined forces to organize events featuring the musicians they love. Tell me a little first about the history of the association, how it started, how it developed. Oh, thank you for having me first. A pleasure to be here. 
about Just Fun Rising. We started in 2015. We were uh, a group of people that meet uh, on all the jazz events in Romania, festivals and jazz venue and you know each other. The mm-hmm. same is happened with people that are going to Georgianescu festival. Yeah. You know each other, you just uh, say hello and so on and I have the idea what if these people could do something together. And we start to organize a concert with the artists we want mm-hmm. because every Music lover could be jazz, could be classical music, could be anything. Uh, aspire to see something else. Yeah. And uh, knowing that these gentlemen, they are mostly men. There are some ladies too. Uh, knowing that these gentlemen have huge music collection at home, I know. I'm sure we can make a good choice together. So, mm-hmm. this is how we started, uh, saying uh, let's make a democratical selection of the artists and uh, having. 10, 15, 20 people who know music and decide together, maybe we'll do something similar to what an artistic director or a mm-hmm. festival could do. Mm-hmm. And this is how we started. We have in 2015 a first concert with a musician from Norway. But we chose it because it was very, very special. It was a jazz saxophonist from Norway who also is opera tenor. His name is uh, Håkon Konstad. It was the first time he played in Romania. I remember we rented the Green Hours basement mm-hmm, at the time mm-hmm. and it was full house. And uh, we are very happy to see that uh, he was invited later on by other big festivals. He was uh, one of the hits of Garuna jazz in I think uh, 2017 or 18 something like that he played in front of thousands of people so we say this way with the, with the example of musician like Håkon Kornstad we are achieving our vision mm-hmm. what we want at Just Fun Rising is to bring your name to Romania do you exclusively invite foreign artists to perform it's a democratical process and of selection of the artists which means everybody from the group mm-hmm. can invite anybody i see propose so to do the you group vote on the we vote we okay. vote because uh, <laughs> it is about pleasure and uh, belief in the artist plus uh, money i see because it's not only a vote it's also a funding uh, and we learn along the years that we need to pay attention to also to the public because mm-hmm. we need also to sell tickets mm-hmm. to balance uh, the budget so uh, most of the time we invited uh, from outside Romania i see it was just one case when the movie festival from Cluj Tif asked us to give us an idea and uh, we made a kind of uh, special project with Romanians and Austrians we invited a band from Romania and a band from from Austria to make a kind of speed dating meaning to meet three days before the concert we put them in a nice basement in Cluj with good food and wine <laughs> and invite them to create a show and it was a smash hit actually it was full house sold out concerts mm-hmm. and at that time we had also Romanian musicians <laughs> it was a Romanian Austrian jazz uber jam this was the title of uh-huh. the project. <laughs> okay. You mentioned money. Where does the money come from? First there are the member of the association who pay an, an amount of money and this helps mostly to cover the artist fees. Mm-hmm. It's the most important cost. Along the time we learn to sell tickets because no one of us we know this job. We are lawyers, we are doctors, we are entrepreneur, corporate people. 
if you want, we know a bit of management. We have this experience mm -hmm. of managing a business. Mm -hmm. So maybe this helped because we see maybe what other organizer didn't do well. Sell better tickets, make better promotion, take mm -hmm. care about how the public feels. And maybe this is a success. Speaking about the public, the vast majority of the ticket buyers for us are women. Really? Yes. <laughs> Most of the buyers of other jazz organizers are men, 40 and plus. How do you <laughs> explain that? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, it's a statistical observation based mm -hmm. on sales, based on GDPR legal databases. I see. But you don't specifically target the women? Pic, uh, not particularly. A picture of, of from the concert. So if you look on our Facebook page, mm -hmm. Just One Rising on Facebook, most of the uh, people sitting are women. I've been there, so <laughs> I'm <laughs> so one of them. Yes. <laughs> okay. Since we are talking about the public, it is my impression that the number and the scale of jazz festivals in Romania is growing. We have Garunazmida, the Jazz in the Park series, all sorts of jazz festivals lately. Is jazz really gaining fans? Or is it just... I think the spread of the jazz festivals all around the country fills a space because mm -hmm. there is a potential that is not totally satisfied. There are cities where jazz is not represented by a local organizer. For example, Yash is just starting. Yash, being a major city of Romania, doesn't have a tradition in making jazz. They're just starting. Craiova is making uh, the jazz festival is done by the Philharmonics. So there is yeah. room, room for many more jazz festivals. Mm -hmm. So right now there is a race to fill the places where it's public for, the gaps, for jazz. Yeah. For, for jazz. So it, it is a growth in number. Many of these festivals are public funded. Just One Rising is private funded. Knowing what happens on private side, uh, maybe there is work to do uh, on other festival to be less and less dependent from public funds. Which is a problem because public funding is not very re reliable as yeah. far as I know. That's true. That's yeah. true. It's quite uh, procedural, a lot of uh, formalities. Yeah and paperwork and late payments, which is very, very difficult. We talked about the public, which I think is also interested in uh, more recent trends and new music and what happens internationally in jazz. Are Romanian musicians up to speed? As far no, as you definitely know? not. No? And one of the reasons we start thinking to this association in the very beginnings, we are fans who are going frequently to jazz bars in Cluj, Bucharest, and mm -hmm. listening to local musicians, listening to them in festivals, and trying to persuade them to see what are the movement of jazz mm -hmm. in Europe, to, yeah. to speak about something close. And um, the answer was not uh, very, very enthusiastic. <laughs> I see. And we saw festivals like Garuna or um, others that are bringing European musicians and the effect of the European jazz on Romanian public. We said maybe it's not to the musician to try to persuade because it could be also an act of pressure on his art. Mm -hmm. It's not nice. But maybe uh, showing to the public what are the trends mm -hmm. in Europe would bring uh, a kind of uh, clear view, maybe a little bit of education, what are the line of jazz that are listening in Europe. There is a very yeah. beautiful Polish jazz. There is a strong Scandinavian jazz, could be Norwegian, Finnish. Swedish or Danish is very strong. They are considered the avant-garde of the jazz, not America. America mm. is the mainstream. 
French have a different uh, different aesthetics. We brought a lot of French musicians. So these are trends that uh, a good jazz uh, lover must know. So we say, let's concentrate on this. Let's show to Romanians uh, what are the trends. Mm -hmm. And maybe, maybe in a day, these trends will be followed by our local musicians. Tell me a little about your plans for this year. What musicians are you in? planning to our plan bring. is to have a plan long term <laughs> 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 because what we did it maybe you call it the first seven years we are going now to the eight years of existence uh, the first seven years was um, doing in a very let's say spontaneous way mm -hmm. we make a concert then we think to the others and we start to say let's do the springtime then do the autumn mm -hmm. to have a broader view we learn that uh, the more you plan ahead the better is in this business so our plan is to have a plan for a year okay. <laughs> we are very glad that we started this year with two concerts and we did well because one of them is sold out into cities Bucharest in Cluj we are present also in the city of Cluj and uh, we have we have a trio led by a lady from uh, Armenian origin some also some Jewish uh, Jewish origin too uh, living in France and uh, playing music in New York so mm. we don't know how to localize it her name okay. is Masha Garibian and she will come to Bucharest and Cluj for the first time uh, and both concerts are sold out rooms of 200 seats this is our our mm. Mm. average uh, concert hall we we are present in we have something more exotic, a Cuban, uh, a Cuban musician uh, that will play in Bucharest and Cluj in April. Uh, her name is Anna Carla Maza. She is a daughter of uh, the pianist uh, Carlos Maza. Carlos Maza played a few years ago at Sibiu Jazz Festival. Mm -hmm. And Anna Carla was on stage uh, little in, on her cello. She's doing jazz on Latin jazz on cello. Oh, nice. And uh, it will be a very good concert with two drummers, one classical jazz drummer, one Cuban percussion mm -hmm. drummer, and a piano, cello, and voice. Quite original, but very, let's say, um, rhythmical, you know, mm -hmm. like a la lady jazz could be. In Bucharest, it's also quite well sold. Well, good luck. <laughs> hope to hear good news about your concerts. Thank, Thank you, you very you. much. Thank you for having me. That was Ciprian Moga talking about Jazz Fan Rising, an association of jazz lovers who invites current international musicians to perform in Romania. Focus on Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. DX Mailbag. Hello radio enthusiasts, I am Kalin Kotsoyu bringing you DX Mailbag, the show where we read to you what other listeners report and other radio enthusiasts think about our programs and our broadcasts and reception. Not to sound too cheery, these are really trying times, with one catastrophe compounded upon another, but we're not here to dwell upon those necessarily. I say necessarily because we have good news, if I may call it that, and the good news is that we have listeners in Ukraine, in Kharkiv, and there our good friend Andrei 
Novogolsky sent us a simple reception report as if nothing was happening in his country. Something is, and yet let's read his report. And he writes cheerily, Dear Radio Romania International, Here's a reception report of your program in the English language. The date, the 5th of February, 2023. The time, 12 to 12.30 UTC. The frequency, 11,670 kHz. The receiver, Golon RX-912, antenna telescopic, Sinpo, all fours. My location, Kharkiv, Ukraine. Details, I sent you an audio recording. Well, Andrei, I'm pretty overwhelmed. In the middle of the nightmare that is the war, you take the time to tune in to your shortwave receiver and listen to us. Radio Romania International has a Ukrainian section, but the fact that you listen to us, the English station, is just overwhelming for all of us here, and we would like to thank you from the depth of our hearts. We are honored by the attention, and we hope that everyone you know is well. And please, keep well and healthy. Thank you very much for the message. And as much as it is hard to follow up on that, uh, we would like to just say that we are glad that we have some female listeners sending us messages and reception reports because really we don't get enough female listeners and as such we were extremely happy that we got a message from our good listener Misayo Tanaka I hope I'm pronouncing that right and she writes from the UK She says, I am pleased to inform you that I have listened to your radio broadcast. Date, 10th of February, 2023, 1200 to 1256 UTC, place St. Leonard's on Sea, East Sussex, UK. Frequency, 15,460 kHz. Reception quality, Sinpo. 45444 Receiver Sony CFM 23L with a built-in telescopic antenna Comments Hello, I'm glad that the reception on the 10th of February was quite good and that I was able to enjoy your broadcast while having lunch Well, that was a great message especially since we brighten up your lunch hour Thank you very much, and what can I say? Please tune in and keep listening, and please keep letting us know what you enjoy about the program and the reception quality, of course. Thanks again. And as we are one to do, we switch continents, going to one of our favorite places, Japan. Our good friend Hiromichi Kinoshita, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, once again, I apologize, writes from Fukuoka, and he says, Dear sirs, it is with great pleasure that I report reception of your broadcasting station as follows. 
frequency 7325 kHz. Date February the 9th, 2023. Time 2300 to midnight UTC. Language English. Receiver DGEN E1103. Simpo 35333. And that was all. Well, we're sorry the reception was not so good this night, but yeah, it happens with shortwave. Nothing is guaranteed, especially with the weather getting crazy. For instance, this winter in Bucharest we had almost no snow. We can recall about two days of snow which melted right away. So that's what's happening on the planet right now. In any case, thank you very much for the reception report and for the brief and precise manner. Thanks again. And next we have to give a special shout out to our good friend Mr. Mikhail Anderson, again, I hope I pronounced that correctly, from Sweden. The reason our friend gets a special mention is the fact that he listened to our Village Antenna channel. Well, I'm not sure if everyone is aware of it, but Radio Romania International has a special channel for people living in rural areas in the countryside where we don't have such good cov uh, covering, sorry, uh, in terms of FM radio. But we are trying and we are amazed that Mr. Anderson actually received our Village Antenna channel on FM on the frequency of 89 MHz. It's amazing. He tuned in on the 21st of August 2022 and he wrote to us that he had the pleasure of listening to our radio station and writing to us. He says, as you understand, I have the unusual hobby of listening to radio stations from around the world, but around the summer, atmospheric conditions can make FM stations be heard very far away from when they are usually heard. I used an SDR Play RSPDX antenna with five Yagi elements that I have in my attic. I live in Svalov in Skane in the south of Sweden. Well, it's amazing you got that, but we literally had no idea that you could get FM reception so far away from where it was broadcast from. Also, thank you very much, sir, for taking the time to translate our message in Romanian. Uh, note, the Romanian generated by the translation software was not great necessarily, but it's excellent that you tried to do that. Thank you very much for the effort. Our colleagues at the Village Antenna were pretty happy about it. So thank you so much for this and for all your efforts and for writing. And that is the case for everybody tuning in. And we look forward to your future messages. Thanks for the reports 
from Bucharest Radio Romania International. It's all 73s. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk with me, Le Premier Asmion. Today's program features Grigore Leshe from Maramures County in the north, who today turns 69. We wish him many returns of the day and invite you to listen to the song The Cuckoo's Singing in Bukovina. With that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC 
on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>